All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show, coming to you live tonight on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. No Facebook day. <laughs> Thank you for finding us here on a Monday night as we get you ready for Monday Night Football, our new time slot here, 7.30 p.m. on a Monday evening, and we have quite a bit to get into. Uh, time is going to be dominated by last night's Patriots-Bucks game, uh, but we will be talking about other stories from the past week in sports and you can join us anytime in the comment section of any of the live streams simply comment and they'll pop right up to us here and you can always email the show the 360 sports show at gmail.com so christian let's do this let's just start with a quick bing 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 big takeaways from last night's pats bucks game and then we'll get into all the the little nitty gritty um but if you had to have you know two or three these are the big takeaways, succinct. Here's the lead. Uh, what is your takeaway from last night's Pats-Bucks game? A, uh, a doink preventing the Patriots from potentially upsetting the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Uh, let me just rattle off a few. Um, Mac Jones is number one. He was the best player on the football field last night. Um, and he was way better of, of the two quarterbacks, which I did not see coming. Um, I think Brady was a little too amped for this one. Um, he was not very good, uh, but he got you down the field in the last three possessions and won the game ultimately. Uh, but Mac Jones, number one, uh, number two, I'll just go Patriots again. I don't know what you want to call it. Coaching, uh, discipline, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. Uh, too many mistakes, 12 men on the field. They had 10 men last week. It's just the same old mistakes. Um, and number three, I will go. I'll go the other direction and go with the Bucks just to give you a Bucks note. Uh, they are beat up, and mm-hmm. they're going to have a tough time getting back to the Super Bowl. It's not it's not impossible because you have the greatest of all time at the helm, but that secondary is just getting beat up left and right. They're going to have a tough time. Uh, they're going to have to score a lot of points in order to win games. Their secondary is just, with, especially with Carlton Davis now um, being out, they're they're in trouble uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Brady obviously will carry them as far as he can. Yeah. Uh, before I get into my kind of top three points, I do want to put Nick in the comment section jumping in. Thank you, Nick. Uh, his big three points, Mac outplayed the best ever, at least in that game, yes. Judon played well, and Steve Belichick made some great memes last night. I Watching the game, I knew. I was like, as soon as they were cutting those, I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. On the clock here, how long before these are gift and circulating the internet? Oh, five minutes? That's all it took? Yep. All right, there we go. Um, so my big takeaways um, from last night is that, yes, it is a moral victory for the Patriots. They lost the game. I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm counting that as a win. No, they lost the game. They are one in three. But for who they were going up against, the situation of all of that, And the fact that you have a rookie quarterback on your side who was able to handle all that and you had a chance to win when no one, absolutely no one, I remember some scores last week, Christian, 69 to 5. I think I I said they had a shot and I stuck to that and they did. Now, I thought it would be more of a shootout, you know, let Max sling it and it's somewhere, you know, high 20s. If you told me the Bucs only scored 19 points, I'm like, oh boy, we might win that. Now, they still couldn't score 20. Um, so that's, that's obviously why you lose. 
um, some of red zone problems again for the Patriots for both teams last night. But I, I they had a much bigger shot. Win, did you not? Huh? You picked them to win too. You said you said you gave them a chance, right? But you picked them to win, and did they win? No. No. But come on. Everybody was saying this was going to be. Everybody was saying you were saying it yourself. Tom Brady is going to bend you over and do whatever. He, like that's that's the way you thought. Everybody thought this no, game was going to go. I said he was going to pants you and spank you. Now I will <laughs> say uh, I I did not account for how much uh, he would just be way too overzealous and just throwing high balls all night long. Uh, yeah, I think the emotions got to him uh, a little bit uh, early on. But like I said. I count this as a moral victory, but it's the last. That's it. Every game from here on out is almost must-have, especially your conference games. And that whole the first couple weeks is quasi the preseason for these teams because of the young quarterback. I'll say moral victory, but this is the last one. It's the last moral victory you get for the rest of this year because now you have to start winning. Use last night as the jumping-off point. So that's one takeaway. The other, like I said, New England has a quarterback. I mean, how can you not be impressed with Mac Jones after last night? A rookie in that moment, not caving to the pressure, not just like coming out and, oh, well, you know, Mac didn't wet himself. Get making plays, playing better at least last night than Tom Brady was, right? Statistically speaking, at least. And obviously Brady has some plays at the end that are, you know, that are big plays, and his team did get the W. But all week it's, Bill versus Tom, and Tom versus Bill, and blah, 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 blah. And Mac Jones just quietly went about his business and went out there, and they had a chance to win that. And he shined on a night when it was all supposed to be about Brady's coronation, you know, coming back to to New England, and he was going to lay a beating on the Patriots. How you can't be impressed with Mac Jones, anybody who says they're not is just lying. They didn't watch the game, or they're just trolling. Because for a rookie in his one, two, three... Fourth. Fourth game to be playing that well in that situation is really, really impressive. So that's takeaway number two. And the third one is Belichick and Brady are both very happy with this situation. Like the people who say like, oh, they should have kept Brady. They could have made it work. I think both dudes are just really, I mean, they won six together. I know this is kind of like retreading, but they both want this. I think I think they're both completely happy, Bill, to toil away and get to try and groom another guy and win without Brady. And Brady obviously went, won another Super Bowl, and is just piling on to his already existing legacy. And I think Belichick going into the locker room afterwards and spending 20 minutes with Brady tells you that a lot of the stuff, the animus, is just noise. It's media-driven. Those guys have a lot of respect for each other. And neither one of them is going to say, oh, it was all me. They want to, like, they want to, I think they both, have that within them, like wanting to prove that it was them, but they're not actually like at each other's throats over it. So they're both very happy with the situation. And I think it's just, it was inevitable. Brady was going to want to play longer than Belichick was going to want to give him contracts, but they're both happy. They're both extremely happy. The one who's not happy is Bob Kraft. (laughs) He's the only one who's not happy. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think last night was good for both sides, uh, especially Brady. I feel like Brady, now Belichick, you know, he kind of hides it better. But Brady is a very emotional guy. He's kind of sensitive. Uh, I think he needed some form of, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, closure, uh, anything like that. Something from Belichick to like, oh, give me a sign of respect or I want this and that, which I don't necessarily agree with uh, on that side because ultimately he's the coach or the player. But yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I I don't necessarily think they're they're both like you know at peace with each other. I think there's some animosity there still. Um, obviously, they have a great respect for one another, and they both at this point you got to realize you would not have won six, almost seven without exactly. each other. So I do agree on that respect, but I, d- I don't think everything's just like peachy. I think now after last night, before last night, not great. After last night, I think it's a great opportunity now for both guys to go their separate ways. Finally, fully closure, all that. Exactly. That's, that's, that's where I was getting at. Um, to that point um, about coming into last night and then the game, I thought, like I was saying, what I hoped would happen happened with the fans. Before the game, honor Tom, give him his due. Listen, dude, 20 years, understanding we wouldn't have had the success without you. Give him all the praise, all that adulation. Show a video on the big board as they come onto the field. Yay, Tom, woo! As soon as he stepped on the field the first time on offense, boo! Awesome. 100%. The fans last night in the building killed it. Yeah, and all you Brady children, like I'm a Brady, I'm like kind of a Brady bubble in the sense that I'm rooting for him, but I'm not to the level of like, oh, you guys booed him. Like all the children in the stands that are like complaining that we booed him and that people booed him. Game on at that point. The game is starting. Yeah. Now you go back to the, you're a Patriot. If you're a Patriots fan, you're rooting for the Patriots. Sorry, but that's it. Yeah. No. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, the way that went down. Because that was exactly what I wanted to have happen. I didn't want to see the Bucks scoring touchdowns in Gillette Stadium, like, raucously cheering. I would have been, oh, that would have had me so incensed. As it probably would have had the Crafts incensed. Um, so, let's get into uh, s- some more kind of specifics. Uh, and we've, to- we've toyed around with what we'd call this segment. A uh, hot or not, a up and down, three stars, pros and cons, positive, negatives, uh, however we want to frame it. Uh, the good list and the bad list. Uh, Christian, who is on the good list from last night out of that game for you? Uh, the good list, is that what we're calling it? Or the nice list, the naughty list? Whatever. Nice and naughty. How are we, we'll come up with an official title, but you get the gist of what we're getting at here. All right. So you want to start with the bad or the good? Uh, let's start with the good because I know you'll want to stick on the bad. I love the bad. The bad is my cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> I, I will go good. I will go Mac Jones, number one. I think that's clear as day. Uh, I kind of want to leave him off because that's such an obvious one. Uh, Matthew Judon or Judon. Judon. As Chris Judon? kept saying last night. Uh, somebody give this guy a pronunciation. Let me just go off real quick. Somebody give these guys a pronunciation sheet. Like, you know, when we used to do games, right? College, you see the pronunciation there. Now, sometimes I got it wrong before that. But Judon. Okay, Matthew Judon. Not Judon. It's not a capital D-O-N. I, I don't understand that. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Judon's number two. And number three... Uh, I just because I love the player, I'm going to go Jacoby Myers. I, I just think this guy is like, he's just nails. I mean, he's always there. He got hurt one play, came right back in. He went to the blue tent for about five minutes, not game time, five minutes, you know, commercials and all that. But he's right back in there and he's making plays. It doesn't matter if it's four yards. It, it's up the, up the sideline for 12 yards. He's always a safety net for... He was for Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't really like all those guys. Uh, same thing for Cam Newton, and same thing for Mac Jones now. He's not Julian Edelman. He's not that level, 
He's not flashy, but he's always there when you need him. He's solid. He's solid. Totally solid. Is that it for you? That's all the good? That's all the good out of yesterday? Well, I usually give you three, but I'll go one more just because Mac Jones is just like, I mean, that that's on everybody's list, I feel like. Uh, the other guy is Christian Barmore, actually. Um, I, I actually was pretty impressed with him, and he's kind of coming on now. He's making some more plays. He was in there on a couple pass rushes, getting pressure. Uh, he made a couple of good stops on the run. Uh, it's hard to notice anybody on the defense right now because I think Judon is just so impactful on that side of the ball that he kind of takes attention away from everybody. But I thought Barmore played a pretty good game uh, overall, and I think those guys are starting to get something up front. The run defense is still a little bit of an issue, but overall, Barmore and Judon ha- have been very good, and especially Judon. I think he's been—he's obviously been your best free agent signing, but I think he's been your best defensive player. Yep. All right. My positives, a lot of the same stuff. Um, Mac Jones, obvious, like I said. How, how you can't be impressed with what he's doing as a rookie in his fourth game in that situation last night. Uh, he was totally in. What I love out of him is the composure. I mean, right from the get-go, I mean, they score that first touchdown to go up 7-3. They score the one to go up 14-13. And he's kind of celebrating, but he scored one right back to the right back to the sideline. High five and hey, let's go. No, let's get ready. We're not done. Like that stuff, like that's again, a guy in his fourth game and the way other players talk about him and his his coolness and his toughness. Uh gotta be tough because as we'll get into in the bad, oh boy, some jailbreaks again last night for him. So that's the other thing. Putting up the numbers he put up, no, this is not the second coming of, a, of any Hall of Fame player. But to be doing what he's doing as a rookie, despite the adversity he's facing, like from the guys in front of him, problems on his own team, it's impressive. So Mac Jones is obvious. Judon as well, uh, just because uh, he made a tremendous impact. They weren't really blitzing last night, so it was really just you know four and five man uh, you know, or honestly, four and three man pressures, and a lot of the times they were trying to chip him, double him, and he was getting there anyways, um, and being disruptive. Uh, so, Judon on the list. Uh, I'm gonna say the tight ends last night. After all the grief we gave them after last week, um, I thought the tight ends played really well tonight. I mean, they both get a touchdown. This is, I mean, we're paying them to produce. They did produce. Now, I think there's some we, we want to see more of it, not just like hey, three catches, we. You know, but that's going to come as the offense, you know, can get into bigger gears. So them making an impact last night, I'm putting them on the good list. And lastly, I'm going back and forth on this, but I actually am going to put, I'm going to put Josh McDaniels on the good list because they did allow Mac Jones to sling it. They didn't just keep bashing their heads against the wall. Now, it's like it's like splitting the baby, right? I, I I'm <sighs> I don't love they, that one. I'll they be they started they started the game, and I said if they come out and just run the ball twice and then throw on third down, it, it's going to be a long long night offensively. They came out to spread it out and pass the ball, and hey, hurry up, right on the ball. They hadn't even finished the like NBC Sunday Night Football. Like, let's hear the Patriots offense. Patriots already had run another play before that thing was done. They were trying to go fast. And so that took me, all right, okay. These guys saw what kind of what I said last week. You're not going to be able to run the ball on these guys. Use the short passing game, controlled passing game, like the running game. Throw it two yards, let that guy maybe make a play. Better than getting stuffed in the backfield. 
So I like that they came into the game knowing that's what they were going to have to do. But then you'd have like good pass play, good pass play, chunk, 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 chunk. And then they'd run halfback toss to the short side of the defense. And it's like, why? Loss of five. One, why are you running toss against one of the fastest defenses? But it's the best front seven. You're, you know you can't run the ball. If you're going to run the ball, you have to do it deceptively. It's got to be a little draw play. It's got to be something where it's just straight at the line. It's it's dives. It's it's right off tackle. Not we're trying to do counters and pull this guy and trap. You don't like a crack toss to, to Bolden? No. Without time. a speed back either. Even with James White. James White is not a speed back. If they had Deion Lewis in the backfield, I'd say, hey, you know what? Maybe they're committing too much inside. We think we could run this toss play, pin a guy, pull the guard, get outside. Okay, once or twice. You got Brandon Bolden doing it. And Damian Harris, who is fast, but he's not a speed guy. He's a bruiser. He's more of a, a downhill runner. I just really, those calls, those calls really bother me. Because there were some drives early on in the first quarter where they had rhythm. Those could have been scoring drives, even if it was just a field goal. And the way that game ended up being a low-scoring game, I think they left points out there. So I I put Josh McDaniels on the good and the bad list because they had the plan, and then for whatever reason, they just decided, well, you know what, let's test that brick wall like five times. (laughs) And obviously they wind up with what? Was it negative one rushing yard by the end? Um, So... Like I said, Did good. Did they run out of shotgun last night at all? Good and bad. Uh, there was one draw play, I remember. It was like a, it was like it was more like a delay, um, and they got they got a few yards. But every time they ran the ball, that line was just getting, it's just collapsed. Like if the Dallas Cowboys, who have one of the best running backs in the league and the best offensive line, decided we're not running the ball, you with a subpar offensive line right now. And not elite running backs should not be trying to run the ball against that defense. Yeah. That's 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 it. Point in case. So why they even tried, I would have let Mac throw fifty times last night and just said, We're only gonna run the ball if it's like, you know, fourth and inches and, and at that point I'd say sneak it rather. I mean there was really I I would have been totally fine to just throw out the rule book of we wanna try and stay balanced. Now, the rest of the year, they can't do that. Against other opponents, this team is going to need to run the ball yeah, but, to win but, games. But, but last night... Last night, it's it's Tampa Bay. You watch every team that plays Tampa Bay. Stafford and the Rams shredded their secondary by passing 30-something yeah. times. Because that's all they needed. They got touchdowns. But they would have passed 50 times in that game. They were throwing the ball over the field. Yeah. Uh, same with Dallas. They, they said, Prescott, we know you're coming off a pitcher's shoulder injury, but yeah, go throw the ball 54 times. And they almost won the game. Yeah. That's how you beat Tampa Bay. So, uh, yeah. The rest of the season, sure, you need a run game of some sort. Yeah. But there last, are last night. Situations against Tampa, you do not need to run the ball. Not even one time. Yeah. I, I don't care. I Like, you don't need to b- run the ball half a time just to stay balanced or whatever. They only ran it eight times, believe it or not. I think is what it was, and two of those were like one was the Dagalor, and the other was maybe a. But a, how many? I think did they run toss off. three times in that game? Were there three tosses in that game? Two, yeah, two, three. I want to say, yeah. That why you even call that against that defense? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But hey, 
It is what it is. Um, so McDaniel's, I, I split. I, I'm splitting it. He, he's half of him. He's he's straddling the line. He's kind of good and kind of bad. Uh, last night. Um, all right, Christian. I know. I know you wanna. You, you're you're very excited for this. Who's on the bad list from last night? Who was naughty? Uh, I'm gonna go with the whole offensive line again. <laughs> Everyone um, and the center. Yeah, I, I want to say just I think anybody blocking not a wide receiver. Wide receivers are what they are, but the running backs didn't even pick up anything last night. I thought Bolden missed a couple of chances to block. It was either White or or his counterpart there, uh, the two linebackers. Neither of them were blocked. You know, through they were coming through the, right up the middle the entire time. Now. Mac Jones did sidestep. One of them made an absolutely brilliant play to sidestep and throw it down the field, I believe, to Bourne. But, man, he's getting crushed still. Four sacks again. He's getting hit ten times. Just, just He's getting pummeled. So the offensive line is on the list. I, I don't even know how to target one guy. I thought uh, the left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, uh, was abysmal for parts of the game. He had, a, an, off, he had an offsides penalty at the end of the game there that was not called, but it was pretty obvious. Uh, and he hung his head, and he knew it, but they weren't going to call it. Uh, and then I'll go, like, I, I I don't even know, defensive coordinator, coaching, some combination of Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo. Can we, yeah, like, <laughs> lick a tongue there. Can we get these guys, can we get the right personnel on the field? Because Bill has to call a timeout late, then you're down to one timeout. Uh, and it's like every week they have some ordeal on defense. I, I don't even, yeah. So those guys got to get it together in terms of personnel, getting the right guys out there and right combinations, and it's just a mess. So I can't even like I can't even give you individual players here. It's the whole offensive line, the two defensive coordinators or whatever they're called, uh, and then I'll go. I guess the running backs. To, what would they have in this game? One or two fumbles. Like you, you got to stop fumbling the ball. Yeah. So I, I'm not one of these people that's going to be they, like the your boy, man. Bad, they were right? calling for JJ. Taylor. You've been calling for JJ yeah. Taylor, and then womp 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 womp. Now I think the Bucks made Burn. a good play on that. The the Bucks did make a good play on that ball um, to knock it out. But I'm not. I'm still not going to put that guy in the doghouse. And same with Stevenson. I thought they could have used Stevenson last night. So yeah. Some second guesses there. And number four, just because I want to, I thought the refs sucked all night. Oh, brutal. And Vinovich is usually one of the better ones. His crews are usually some of the better, you know, he, he does a good job of keeping control of the game. Um, And, and that all the like. Really? I, I kind of hope he retires. He kind of sucks. He's like the new hockey. I'm like. saying in in the past, you know that the kind of like the runner show stuff, like the procedural stuff, where you know you might look and say, "Oh, this was just this was a bad decision by the officials to call it this way because now it prevents something." All that sort. Of, I usually don't see that with Vinovich. He's usually pretty on it. I thought last night what, what what I thought was crazy is you have like like you said they don't call the second false start, which was lucky at the end. But then you have you know pass interference when. Shouldn't have been pass interference. Yeah. Then you have like uh, a hands to the face call. Judon was getting held all night long. Yeah. And they never called holding. They called a hands to the face. It's like yes, his hand is in his face. His arm is also around his neck, and he is being dragged to the ground. <laughs> that is holding. Yeah. That is not a five yard penalty. That should be a ten yard penalty. Um, there was a lot of times, and then there was like 
a hands to the face call, I think, on Lawrence Guy, where he didn't even touch anybody. He just yeah, no, he wasn't even near. Was anybody. being blocked and then like just shed the guy and pursued, and they were like, oh no, uh, hands to the face. So that the yeah. just calls out of nowhere where there was nothing there. That's what I mean. I mean, too, was bad. Too, I don't too, think it cost them the game no, by any mean. stretch, but I will agree the officiating last night was wildly inconsistent. I would just have two gripes with them. Number one, they're way too involved in the game. Get the hell out of the way. Like, let the guys play, especially the one on Vanoy. It probably is called, but, like, it's kind of, it's only week four, but it's like an in playoff environment. Let the freaking call go, and then the same on the other side. Oh, it's a bang-bang, too. Oh, he got there early. Yes, when we yeah. slow this down to a tenth of normal speed, yes, Vanoy got there early, and he didn't have his head around. You watch that full speed, and it was like, Yes, he threw his hands up, but he hit the ball. <laughs> and that's a pop fly, too. You're just trying to get a call at that point. They'll call that. And number two, when they did call stuff, it was the wrong call. Yeah. It was holding and not hands to the face, or it was hands to the face and not holding. It was P.I., not P.I. They, they were just an absolute Or the Matthew uh, Slater one, where, yes, by rule, yeah. you're blocked out of bounds. You have to come in. But you can't then touch Matthew Slater again when he's out of bounds. You can't keep blocking him five out of bounds. And See, then, I thought that one was not that bad. But I, just, I, I don't think Slayer even just, tried to get back in bounds. Here's the thing. On the very next punt, when they had to re-punt, the same thing happens. They double-teamed him, pushed him out, out of bounds, and he runs strangling his way back onto the field. There was no penalty there. So it's like, I think Slater, this happens every single punt. This happens every single game. Somebody gets pushed out of bounds, and they don't come like they don't just like come straight back in and then run up. It's oh, it's always fudged. They let the, now if you stay out of bounds, yes. But if you're running straight down the field and he was at least angled his way back onto the field, they like you never see that called. So that's where it was just like the inconsistency, and like you said, being involved something that really didn't have an impact on a play. And you could have called it both ways. Um. Kind of along your bad list, uh, Colin, in the comment section. Offensive line equals bad. Yes. Yep. Uh, Nick says Justin Heron, so lump that into offensive line. But this is what's crazy. I said this last week. The strength of the defense did show up last night, aided, I think, by the elements, but the defense did show up and do its job. Um, <laughs> things we thought were strengths have been weaknesses. We thought this offensive line was going to be the backbone of this offense. Right now, the backbone is Mac Jones, <laughs> which is yeah. insane. Um, Colin also says, can you remember the last time they had so many 12-man on the field issues? I feel like no. it used to be a non-factor for them. Yeah, no, that's a problem. That is a big-time problem. Uh, Nick says, too, they called an incomplete pass. That was supposed to be a fumble. Another one, a break for the Patriots. But I thought, especially since they ruled it a fumble on the on the field, that eh, they're just going to say stand, you know, play stands is called. Uh, overturning that was for that, sure a fumble, by the way. <laughs> overturning that was spreading. Yeah, he, he took three steps. Now I know, like I think the bo I think the bobble aided that decision, but the fact that they called it a fumble on the field and then changed it, I was very surprised to see yeah. that happen. Um, so a lot of these for my bads, I agree. The offensive line, disgusting. All of these guys, I mean, I don't, just getting Tr Trent Brown back is not going to fix this because David Andrews is playing poorly, Shaq Mason's playing poorly. I mean, everybody is playing poorly along. It's I mean, two weeks in a row now. Andrews has got a snap count wrong. Yeah. 
so so that's that's a problem. Uh, I've already gone over Josh McDaniel's fascination with the halfback toss with guys who aren't fast. We'll just leave that as it is. I've already killed it. Yeah, please don't um, please don't mention. It. I I can't do it. I can't. Do it. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna say situational football. I'm just gonna put that on on the bad. I feel like through four weeks, if there's a problem with this Isn't team, that under the tree of coaching, I guess. Uh, but I mean, I, I'd say situation situational coaching and execution. The execution is on the players. Uh, I mean, I think there's just. There's been opportunities for them to win these games, and situationally, sorry, I mean, Nick Folk, we'll get into this decision now in a minute here, but, you know, he had the leg to flush that, and you ding it off the upright. For all the other good he did, and the reason why you are even in that game, uh, situationally, you still need that extra, that last one at the end. Um, week one, don't fumble the ball on the goal line, like in the red zone. Uh, not fumbling the ball at all. I mean, they lost the turnover battle and still could have won that game. Again, another thing that's improbable about last night. Um, you're not gonna. That's not sustainable uh, for a whole season. Mac Jones even said it in his post game press conference. You know, you turn the ball over. If you don't turn the ball over, you know, your odds of winning it's like ninety something percent of the time you you win games if you don't turn the the ball over. Um, and coaching, decision making, and playing calling. Um, I situationally they have been bad. Uh, now, I don't know if this is just a lack of coaching experience for some of these guys. I mean, Bill isn't making every single call. Bill isn't drawing up every single play or every single defensive assignment. So, you know, it, 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 you know Bill is great, but again, uh, it takes an army. Uh, it takes a village. I don't know how good situationally some of these other coaches are. Uh, and maybe that's where it's showing with this sort of stuff, the management of the game, 12 men on the field. I don't know. So... Just overall situational football, I'm going to put somehow put that together on the bad list. Um, I think we're going to go two different ways in this, Christian. Um, fourth and three over midfield, 59 seconds to go. Are you going for it, or do you kick the goal? Uh, well, here's where I'm going to stay on the fence on this one, because... If you're asking me, I go for it. But I, it's not like I'm saying the decision lost you the game. Uh, ultimately, I guess it did. But like, it, you're not guaranteed to get the, the fourth and three anyway. So if you're asking me, I, I would have gone for it. Because number one, Nick Folk is, is old. He's hurt. And he's only made one from that distance in his whole career. So, Or that's as long, I guess, in his career. And he's on the back half of his career. It's also raining, uh, and I think you all night long you had within five yards. I think you had that. That was a money play all night long. You know, if if Levante David or I think maybe it was Devin White that knocked that ball down, Myers has gone down thirty yards, and you probably are lining up with you know fifteen seconds to win the game. Yeah. So that was the play of the game, but I would have probably gone for it because I think you had that that play, you know, five like three to seven yards all night long. And you're also giving the ball back if you make that field goal with 50 seconds left. I mean, I've seen crazier things. It's Tom Brady. We see it every week with Brady and Rodgers, the two of them. So I would have liked to see him go for it, put the ball in Max hands, let him get the three, run down the clock, and ultimately probably win if you're in closer distance because Folk is money from like 45, 45 in. Yeah, I mean, I've been going back and forth on it all day because 
that that doink, it's not even a doink, it's a boom off of the upright. Uh, it was like haunting my dreams last it's night. It's been I mean, ringing it, my ears all day. It, that that whole game has feels like it was some sort of fever dream. Like, it's like, did it happen? Did it not happen? It's like when, honestly, the only time I've really ever felt about that after like regular season games, uh, the fourth and two in Indianapolis in 2009 um, and then, like, after Super Bowls, where, like, you go to bed and you wake up and you're like, tell me it didn't happen. We, the game didn't happen yet, right? Um, and, you know, when they've lost. Uh, so that's how it, it just, like, stuck with me after last night. And I had to think about it a lot today. And I think initially, I, I understand the decision. The Patriots weren't great on third down yesterday. You just had a ball batted down. Mac, I think, on the last... The drive before the final drive was a little shaky with his decision making, um, but again, fourth and three, it's like he's going to have to just make a play anyways. Um, so if he forces it into something, I mean, whatever. You're just trying to make a play and win the game. Um, it's like throwing an interception on a hail mary. It's like <laughs> whatever. Um, and so I understand. I think if it was a fifty yarder, I would have said you have to take it. Uh, 56, you know what? That's a long field goal for Nick Folk. And I, I, I had faith. I, I, th- I thought he was going to make it. I believed. Uh, and especially when, once it was in the air, I was I like, I, I thought it was going to tuck inside that upright. Um, So I, I, it wasn't like they were trotting him out here. I'm going like, oh, no, what are you doing? It was like, all right, they want to play this game. They want to give. They want to go up, get the lead, and play defense. Um, The way I look at it, though, the way that game was playing out, I thought Mac Jones, and I still think he deserved to have a chance to win that game. To go for fourth and three, put it in his hands, and you're going to lose on him making or not making that fourth down and any subsequent yardage to try and make that field goal attempt easier. Um, put it on him. Because it being a missed field goal, and then it's like, well... That's it. The game's over, and Tom Brady gets to come out and kneel on the ball twice, and that's it. It was just, it took away the drama and the theater of it at the end. Now, if it was like four seconds left, well, duh. You have to kick. If it was field goal versus Hail Mary, you kick the field goal. Fourth and three, a minute left in that position of the field. I think I the way the game was going, I still would have put it. I would have liked to have seen it be won or lost in Max hands um, in that situation. Um, so I think they should have gone for it. I, I, I mean, it's fine that they didn't. Um, I understand hey, it. You flip flopped on this then. I under yeah no I did last night. I was all for it. Like no, you got to kick that. You got to kick that. You got to kick it. Um, the more I thought about it, I really it's 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 what's bugging me. I wanted Mac to decide that game, and the fact that he didn't get that chance sits wrong with me. Um, if it was closer, if it was like a forty-five yard field goal and it's fourth and three, folk all day fifty yarder boom. If you're uh, if you're lining Justin Tucker up there, I'm saying it's Doink City and it's going in, so it doesn't matter. Just put him out there. But yeah. it's Nick Folk. I mean, Nick Folk has made however many in a row, but that's you know that's at a certain distance. It's not like he's hitting 55 yarders still. Yeah, uh, that, co- and he's injured. Colin, uh, in the comment section, you go for it, you go for it, you go for it. How many times? How many 50 yard field goals have they deferred? Because Folk's leg isn't strong, yeah, and his planter leg is injured, and you'd give them the ball back. I don't care what the advanced metric probabilities say. I trust the offense there way more than Nick Folk every time. 
I mean, agreed. I agree, but I still think like I was fine in the moment. And like, if he, if you told me Nick Folk is lining up again right now to attempt it, I think I'd give him a shot to make it. But I would rather have had the game be won or lost in Mac Jones's hands. I think after the way last night played out, he earned that right, um, that that confidence. Uh, no matter what bad throw he made on the series before, there was like that magic thing happening. It was a chance for him to pull the Brady. And think about what that story would be like today. Say they make that third down, and it's not fourth and three. And he runs down and runs the clock down, and they kick a field goal and win. Whew. The city would be buzzing today in a positive way. I think it still is mostly positive, but it would be big-time positive atmosphere around this team especially because their record would be 2 and 2 and you beat Brady and the Bucks. Yeah. So those are that's that's really about everything uh from last night. Um uh oh yeah, there's a, there's a Monday night game tonight. <laughs> Good game actually. Uh I mean we this is why we switched to Mondays cuz it's better. We can immediately react to uh last night's games and get you ready for Monday night football. Um about seven minutes away from the start of that game. So let's kind of dip into that. And then we'll do picks before we move on to some of our other things. Because uh, the, huh, there's other stuff happening in the world of sports, not just a the rapid NFL. rapid fire round. Yeah. Um, but uh, Raiders at the Chargers. Raiders 3-0. and Chargers 2-1. and An impressive victory last week over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, what is your expectations for this game here tonight? Monday Night Football. Can the Raiders uh, stay undefeated? Should be a good game. Where is this game anyway? I don't even know. It's in L.A. Um, okay. I don't even remember who I picked, but I am uh, I'm rooting for the Chargers. So I'm thinking they'll be able to pull it out, especially at home. And I just, yeah, I think Herbert is just must watch right now. Uh, let me see. I can tell you who you picked. Actually, I should I should tally up yesterday. You, we both picked the Chargers. Okay. Um, because the Raiders are the Raiders have been playing with fire. Uh, and the Chargers had that impressive win over Kansas City, so uh, rolling with them. This should be a great game. Uh, it should I, be a good I think, game, yeah. I think this this should be a really a really good game, divisional game. Uh, so it it should be entertaining. And as long as we're on the air here, we'll keep you uh, up to date with the score and how that goes. About five minutes away from kickoff right now. For our live listeners, thank you for finding us. No Facebook today, uh, so thank you for jumping over to YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter to join in here with the live stream uh, and like I said you can jump in the comment section of the live stream at any time to uh, give us your thoughts questions comments concerns uh, and you can always email the show the 360 sports show at gmail.com for any of our podcast listeners if you want to drop us a line through there uh, thank you for finding us if you're a podcast listener sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from is how you can find us on the audio only side so Let's do picks, and then we'll move on to some non-NFL storylines. And so let me pull this up here, um, and let me run through here. We'll update our score, so Christian, you can know where we stand. Uh, Washington football team. Washington beat Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They on the last second. Buffalo crushes Houston. I think you laughed at me on that one, by the way. <laughs> I think I did. Um, let me look. Da, 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 da. Did the Bears win? Be yesterday? pretty close. Did the Bears yeah, the win Bears yesterday? Did. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they did. 
So we had pick, both picked Detroit. Uh, Dallas, Carolina. Dallas won. Close game, though. Miami, Indy. I, 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 I thought Miami would play better. Um, yeah, Miami kind of stinks. I don't know why I picked them. <laughs> because the Colts kind of stink too, I guess. But yeah, I think that was a toss-up game. We were both just like, you know what, uh, team at home. We're gonna go with that. Uh, you picked Cleveland. I had Minnesota, New Orleans. That's a no. Um, a no. Man, I should have picked the Jets, huh? <laughs> the one time you don't. The one time I don't. I was actually ready for that game to end in a tie. Uh, you can actually I, go back to this comment now that I saw it. We'll leave uh, the Red Sox out for now. But Nick uh, Nick earlier says the Jets won yesterday. Pez's dream has come true. But you didn't even pick them. So I don't know. I didn't even pick them. Well, it, I had too many uh, other upset picks I had to make <laughs> uh, that uh, I just I could not justify picking the Jets. Man, we had a lot. We, we did not have a good week as I'm going through no, this. No, I know. Uh, I mean, Baltimore did did get the W, but the Niners uh, the Niners lost. The Rams got embarrassed. I mean, I picked Philly. Uh, you laughed at me for picking Philly. If the Eagles aren't just the dumbest team in the world with penalties, they probably have a shot to win that game because they left touchdowns on the board because of stupid penalties. Uh, Do you realize what you just said, though? I know. I know. They aren't the dumbest team, but they kind of are a dumb team. So I, I, I know. But I think I get... you deserve laughs. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Pittsburgh takes care of business, man. And last night, uh, hey, no points for me. You get a point for Tampa Bay. Um, you said third, your official word was 31, 13. I know you were joking. You were saying 65, 69, nothing. All that. No, that was you know, calling. Jo- I disagreed. Joke pick. Uh, oh, brutal week. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, let me adjust this down. I can do that afterwards. Uh yeah, uh nine to five curse for you. So you jump back in f- ahead of me, uh up by three now. Heading into week five, uh and obviously nothing on the line here tonight. We both picked the Chargers. So let's go week five NFL picks. All right, we are opening up October seventh with the scams at the Seahawks. Ooh, divisional game. Is that the best division in football? I mean, I know the Niners' record isn't good now, but I still think the Niners are a good team. Um, this is such a tough division. I'm going to say Rams. I know it's in Seattle, but I'm just not. I'm still not impressed with Seattle, what they've done so far. So I'm going to go Los Angeles. <sighs> Even though they got embarrassed too. I mean, they got shellacked by the Cardinals, yeah. who oh, might no, be the. They might be the best team in the NFL. Cause just because I don't know about the Cowboys' defense, <laughs> um, yeah, but fair. I think uh, I'm just not sold on Seattle yet. I gotta go Rams. Alrighty, that'll be a tough game in their building, though. Yeah, uh, Jets versus Atlanta. <laughs> wow. Uh, I can't do it. I I I really can't do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Is this game actually in London? It says 9.30 a.m. in London. Is that oh, true? Oh, yeah. It is. You're right. This is the London game. Man. So Atlanta loses a home game. You know what? I'm going to go Jets. Closer. They're closer. 
and the it, it they can treat it like a road game. Atlanta has to like it's a home game for them, but it's not a home game, and that team's a mess anyways. So poor Matt Ryan, that dude deserves better. God, Jets. I think both of these teams absolutely blow. Uh, taking the Jets. I'm gonna I'm, go Atlanta. I can't. I cannot take the Jets. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to sink as low as you. I can't do it. Uh, I'm a wild card. All right, next. Green Bay. Let me just say the tickets for this game are as low as three hundred and eighty-eight dollars. I'm paying zero dollars to go to that game. <laughs> I, I'm literally not even going in if it's free. I, I I'm I'm sitting at home. Jet, no the way. the Jets Atlanta game you're talking about? Yeah. That's not exactly cheap either. Holy no, God. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm not going in for zero dollars. Never mind three hundred eighty. But anyway, uh, Green <laughs> Bay at Cincinnati. Comment section, Colin. Europe will be begging for more football after that game. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's not yeah. exactly a good showcase. Uh, all right, Green Bay at uh, Cincy. Cincinnati. Man, the Bengals, man, they they're just finding a way now. Um Yeah. I I tuned off that Thursday night game. It was 14 nothing. Jaguars are going in to score. They're on the goal line. I'm like I'm done with this game. And then I wake up the next day. I didn't even look at my phone, look at nothing. I went to bed. And it's like, "Oh, Bengals won 24-21." And the Jaguars didn't even score on that drive that I thought they were punching it in. Um, yep, I think if I had seen that happen, maybe I would have stayed up. Like, oh, okay, maybe there's a chance. Um, I'm going Green Bay. I, I'm going to go. I, I'm picking the upset. I'm going Cincy only because I think Green Bay is beatable. And I feel like San Francisco did was, was stupid in the way they managed the end of that game uh, against them. And the Steelers, the Steelers are falling apart. I, I mean, I, I know, like, Big Ben is definitely – it's not just the back nine – He's he's laying up on the green here at hole eighteen, so I, I think Cincy can make this a game uh, in Cincy. Um, I'm I, I, I'm just liking what I'm seeing out of them right now, so I'm going to go Cincy. I, I would like what I see too against the Jaguars and the Steelers. They both <laughs> stink. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Yuckety yuck yuck yuck. Vikings. I'm done yeah. picking the Lions. I, yeah, I'm never picking the Lions again. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I've already picked some upsets here that I like. Uh, as much as I would want to see the Lions get a win, uh, I can't now in, in good faith pick them. <laughs> Not at all. They're just not I mean, good. This, this is the suck. This this might be the uh, – right now this is the suckiest game of, of the week. At least Jets Atlanta, they both are bad, but they're both like at least have quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. And it's in London. There will be some flair about it hopefully. Detroit at Minnesota, that's just a brutal game. Yeah, just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can't pick <laughs> the Lions. They stink. Uh, Denver at Pittsburgh. Man. I'm picking Denver. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't, man, Pittsburgh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm off Pittsburgh. I'm picking a lot of road teams now, but I just I can't do Pittsburgh. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I would lean that way too. But is Bridgewater gonna play? Uh, I'll go Pittsburgh. Why not? <laughs> I'll take the bait. 
taking it. I, I'm under the assumption that Bridgewater is probably not going to be in that game. Yeah. Bridgewater. I mean. Is that what I said? I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yes. Miami say, at Tampa Bay. <laughs> as I say, say the next game. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Tampa. It, 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 no. Even though Brady used to play bad in Florida in the fall. Uh, no longer. Not anymore. He's used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay. Miami blows. Ooh, this is a tough matchup. This should be a great game. New Orleans at Washington. Oh, God. <laughs> you like that one? Uh, I am going to pick the football team to win the game. I, I don't know what to make of the Saints. I think they suck, so I'm going to pick Washington again. Yeah. Worked out for you last week. Yeah, it did. Let's go football team. Let's go, go team. <laughs> Let's go. I'm just hearing, uh, you know, uh, Tom Werner. Let's go team. Let's go team. <laughs> go team. Oh, God, that cringiest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> Philly at Carolina. Um, uh, I want to take Philly. I thought Hurts played really well yesterday, but play calling and stupid penalties. I don't know. I want to, I want to take Philly, but I think Carolina is the better team right now, so I'm going Carolina. Until the Eagles don't commit oh 15 penalties in a game, I I can't pick a team that I know is just going to be up for doing that now. I can see Philly winning this game, but I'm going to go Carolina as well. I think they're they're actually showing me a little bit something. Yeah. Uh, they they were close with Dallas yesterday, so. Yeah, I think I, that's going to be a good game. Is there a spread? What's the spread on that game? Is there a spread pulled up for that? If it's uh, easily accessible for you. I don't see a number on it yet. All right. Oh, yeah. here we go. Minus four, Carolina. Okay. So, a little bit extra favorite at home, but I think that should be a really good game. I think I'm taking the points there, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I think that'll be a field goal, but let's go to Tennessee at Jacksonville. Oh, my God, dude. I can't with these games. <laughs> well, like I said, I thought all the bad games last week you know, was going to be awful. And honestly, though, sometimes when you put sucky teams on the field together, you get like entertaining games like the Saints blowing an 11-point lead to the Giants. The Titans and the Jets going to overtime, like literally down to the wire. You know, sometimes you put sucky teams together, you can get good games. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to pick Tennessee just because I, I just don't think Urban Meyer is cut out for the NFL. You don't think so? You didn't like that those pictures of him in that restaurant grinding on a woman? <laughs> He's just not. He's a college guy. College guy through and through. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I no, I can't pick Jacksonville. That's they won't be anything, I, I don't think. I, I, I do believe in Trevor Lawrence. Um and it seems like they're playing better in front of him, so he's not gonna get annihilated and broken the way we thought, at least at the start of the year and during preseason, but ah, uh, they're not gonna win any games with him until they get a different coach down there. So Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, no way I'm picking Jacksonville, just like I'm not picking the Jets. Or the Lions. Uh, let me go to the New England Patriots against the Houston Texans. Uh, picking the Pats, uh, I am expecting 
bounce back in terms of winning the game, uh, taking last night and using it as a big jumping off point. I mean, Brady, a lot of those, the Bucks guys talked after season, they were like, that's a good team. And I don't think that's just lip service. I don't think Brady would, would just be like, oh, they, you know, they have a great team. But there's a difference between him saying like, oh, they got a really great team over there and, and being like, Goliath saying like, that's a good team. That is not a one and three team. That defense is good. Mac is good. Uh, they need to prove it. They need to show up. They should spank the Texans. The Texans are just ready to roll over and die in front of you. So just put it in gear and run them over. Um, I expect more balance this week because you should be able to run the ball. Um, this better be a Pats win easily. Um, and if it isn't, then then there's trouble. So because then you either if you want, if you're one and four, you got big time problems. So must win too. For the Patriots. This is one of those games that I would say is a usual Patriots trap game, right? If they're if they're winning games. Um I'm gonna pick the Pats. I would take the money though. They're only a minus nine. Um I don't love it. The Pats uh, are favored by that much? Yeah. That's see, that scares me. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think as as much as because the problem with the Patriots is with stuff like that, even if they're up like fourteen points. Late, you know what happens? Eh, defense plays soft, gives up the backdoor cover. Like, I, I, I would. That's a for this team right now. That's a huge number. Um, I just don't have the confidence in them to do that. So if you're if you're playing the lines, um, that's a good number for you to to take uh, the Texans with. Then again, maybe they go out there and they get fifty to nothing. To like yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Seriously, yuck. Um, so. but I don't love it. I'm taking the pass though. Yeah. Chicago at Vegas. Oh, this is tough because they're playing tonight. Uh, game's underway. Uh, we can check on the uh, on the score of that. Um, no I'm score. Vegas. Oh, it says delayed. Really? What happened? Delayed. Well, I'm going to I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Vegas in that game. Uh, let's try and find out what the deal is here with Monday Night Football. Yeah, let's see if we can find it. What's the deal with Monday Night Football? It's a weather delay at an indoor stadium. Yeah. Interesting. How is that possible? Da, 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 da. Yeah, Lightning I in the area. I don't understand. Yeah. Outside of a dome. I had... Am I wrong on that? Isn't it? Indoor? Well, it well it's Isn't it's it an indoor stadium. It's a covered. I mean, it's like there's an open end. So like, you have. I think it's it's open air, but like that whole thing like covers the entirety uh, of the. But how does that matter? Like it, it, it's yeah. not like lightning is going to somehow strike the field. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't understand. I that. don't understand. I mean, I want to pull up. Let Let's see. Uh. This is in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's on Los Angeles. I want to, I want to pull up the radar. <laughs> How bad is this lightning? Let's see what we're dealing with here. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not it just, try it, just to it. it just looks like there's some thunderstorms. Eh. I mean, I guess. I want, I want to see. I want video here. I want to see something crazy. Like, oh, here's the lightning. No, it's just the thumb. That's weird. I don't know. That's odd. 
Very odd. Yeah. Um. So, all right. But as far as next week goes, uh, both vague ass. Taking a vague ass. <laughs> That's some vague ass. Um. <laughs> next. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland at the Chargers. Cleveland at the Chargers. Cleavage. <laughs> Where are we going here? It's getting late. Cleavage at the Chargers. <laughs> Where you going? Uh, Cleveland. Uh, I like it, but I'm going Chargers. It's tough for me to really pick the Chargers and the Raiders without really knowing how tonight plays I out. Know. Um, but Cleveland's legit too. Them's, them's them's the cards we were dealt. Next. Giants at Cowboys. I think this one's going to be Cowboys all the way. Yeah. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Uh, how about them Cowboys? Big win for the Giants, um, but Dallas is on Not a whole other level. Whole another level right now for Dallas. San Fran at Arizona. The Niners. I'm going Zona. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to pick against Arizona and... They got it going right now. The thing is, though, this is must win for San Fran. Uh, you know, for, yeah, for their, Jimmy for their gonna season. Yeah, but is Jimmy going to be playing? I'm not, I don't think so. Is Jimmy going to be playing? Is, I mean, um, oh, having a complete brain fart right now on who their Fair tight hands? end is. Why am I blanking oh, on? Oh, Kittle. Kittle. Isn't he? He's dinged up. He's banged up, too, yeah. Um, So it's a must win, but they might not have the <laughs> the horses. So, Arizona again right now, they're on fire. And until until somebody knocks them off, it's tough to pick a banged up team that's finding ways to lose games um, against them. So, Zona. then your Sunday night matchup, a uh, a rematch of the AFC title game, Buffalo at KC. I am picking Buffalo. Uh, I know it's in Kansas City. Um, I just I don't think Kansas City is as good as they've been. Uh, I don't I, their their defense isn't that good. Now I know they're missing guys. Um, the talent level isn't there. I, I know you still have Mahomes and Tyreek and and Kelsey, but it, it it's just it doesn't seem to have the same pop. And I think the Bills. This is one of those like it means way more to Buffalo than it does Kansas City. I mean I know they need they want to win and it's a big game. Um, but this is totally one of those ones where you could see where the Bills come in and they win a big game, and then Kansas City will get the last laugh like once the playoffs come around. Yeah, probably. Um, so for now, I'm I'm taking Buffalo. Um, I think they're a team on a mission. Uh, and Kansas City is just playing meh. Uh, I know they've won some games, but meh. So Buffalo. I'm not sold on either of these teams yet, but I'm taking Buffalo for the sheer fact that Kansas City is not nearly as balanced as they have been uh most notably on the defensive side so yep. right now i think buffalo is just a better team yeah and that game's going to be high scoring though holy cow oh yeah oh yeah in the 30s easily uh indy at baltimore for monday night uh ravens by a mile because yes, indy sucks i will match you with the ravens <laughs> so uh, only three different Next week, but that's because a lot of these are either really sucky games or obvious games. Um, so uh, we'll take it. 
that will do it for our lengthy NFL segment, which took all of an hour because there was honestly that much to talk about. Um, Holy smokes! So let's let's kind of run through uh, two things. Uh, <laughs> would you think NBA preseason is happening right now? Uh, we're missing. I'm missing out on seeing some second and third stringers play for the Boston Celtics, Christian. That's how much the show means to me. <laughs> Jeez, what a night! What has happened that you are missing sucky players play basketball? Uh, so we will be doing a full NBA season preview. We're going to try and get Matt Murphy on the show uh, to talk about uh, some storylines heading into the NBA season and, and that sort of stuff and, and moves and storylines and moves that could be expected. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Ben Simmons still doesn't want to be on the 76ers. Um, so there's a lot of things that can still go down uh, at the beginning of the season here. Um, that we can keep an eye on. But most notably, uh, we talked about the the vaccine mandates and all this sort of stuff. So really now, it's Kyrie Irving on an island. He does not want to get vaccinated, at least so far as we can tell. We know he isn't. Uh, And he will have to miss every Brooklyn Nets home game. He'll have to miss games in any other cities or arenas that maybe potentially could impose vaccine mandates uh, for indoor areas. Uh, and the NBA and the Players Union agreed on a deal, which means that these guys, if they don't play in those games, they lose money. Kyrie could lose $15 million. Do you, and now the Nets GM says, I expect by the time the season starts that this will be taken care of. Meaning he thinks he's going to get vaccinated magically here, I guess, in the next few weeks, which would be good if you're a Nets fan. Uh, it would be good for, I think, uh, your community as a whole for Kyrie to do what I see as the right thing. Um, I've seen nothing yet. Everybody says, oh, do your research. Uh, nobody has presented anything to me that says that getting the vaccine is dangerous. I'd rather not have COVID. I'd rather be vaccinated. And if I catch COVID, I know I'm going to be all right um, than just walking around with that one. That's that's what the data tells me. But we're not going to go on down that rabbit hole. Do you think this, though, the money, do you think that will get Kyrie to come around, or do you think they can pressure him somehow? Is this just Kyrie being contrarian to be contrarian, and then he's going to get vaccinated and come out with some whole long thing about why and how? and What's going to happen here? Because if he if he doesn't and misses all these games, what are the Nets going to do? I mean, you can't – you're not going to – you're not just going to keep him. If he can't play half your games, how are you going to – He's not going to play finals games. What if they're the number one seed? You're not going to play in the final. Like what is? Yeah, they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, I think Kyrie is just being Kyrie. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about the guy at this point. He, um, you know, f- he he has his right to not get it or get it, whatever he wants to do, and he also has the right to not play basketball if he doesn't want to play basketball. And if I'm judging by years past, he's more interested in other things over basketball at times. So. Uh, does he care that he might lose like over $300,000 per game? I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I think he is perfectly fine with what he's at. And I think he just wants to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any explanation. Maybe he just thinks the Sage will do it. I I don't know. Um, but I would think his teammates are trying to convince him. Uh, especially I know Nick, Nick commented with, Kyrie, he, he he thought he saw something. Said Kyrie was going to get it because Durant convinced him. I would think 
you know, his teammates would say something if they are. Presumably, this they is are, what right? he said. Uh, this was because he couldn't attend their like first day of training camp in their media day. Yeah. It was in the Barclays Center. He said everything will be released at a due date once we get this cleared up. As of right now, please respect my privacy. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll see. Now, I know LeBron came out and he said that he got vaccinated after taking the time to do the research and blah, 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 blah. Not a ringing endorsement. Not a ringing endorsement, but I also understand because, you know, I almost feel like in his position that if he just comes out and and really touts like, you should do it, that there'd be some pushback against him like... Like you know, oh now you're just now you're just peddling the vaccine, man. Like, did you even? I think the fact that he did get it speaks a lot. It it almost kind of does the job for itself. Um, and sure. he's still yeah. trying. He's trying to toe that line. He's he's a he's a savvy guy. Uh, he knows maybe if I tell people, listen, you have to do this. The people who who that's not the, that's not the right way to go about the message for who, for the people who you're targeting to try and say, get the vaccine. And we know the history. I under I understand. The history, especially in the African American communities, about hesitation <laughs> with with this sort oh, of stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. Because um, there's some bad history. Um, so Le- you'd like LeBron to be a little more stronger, but the fact that he is a role model and that he did get vaccinated, that kind of I think will end up being enough. Um, is it, will it be enough for a guy like Kyrie? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't enough for Andrew Wiggins. It was his pocketbook, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just think the wire. Wallet wires are kind of getting crossed in terms of like the mess the message right i know ennis Cantor was on he's been around uh on all these news stations kind of advocating for for vaccination but um it's just one of those things where like you don't have to get it by by any means but it's also like you can't spread it as well it's my health right when you could give it to somebody else and then it's not really your health so yeah um it's just mixed messaging, and this is the day. Public health crisis means yeah. everyone. Yeah, unfortunately. Unless you want to go live on a mountain, Kyrie, yeah. go build your court up on the mountain. Then then you don't have to worry about it. Take If he wants to take his ball and go somewhere else, he can. Um, yeah. But as of right now, he won't be playing home games, and I think that is crazy. Uh, I would have to believe it's going to be figured out, but, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's any way they change the rule. They're not going to, like, just make a no. Kyrie exception. Um, Does he get religious or something? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. So that'll be uh, worth keeping an eye on. Uh, other thing, last little note. We do have some questions. We see you comment section. We'll get to those when we when we wrap up here at the end because we'll check the email bag uh, as well. Um, MLB playoffs are set. After everything, the Red Sox do indeed clinch a playoff spot, but they get to play the New York Yankees. It's great. Uh, I'll tell you what, you got to win. Not just, I mean, I, 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 like I've said, if the Yankees go deep in the playoffs and the guys they traded for help them to uh, an ALCS or a World Series or even, God forbid, <laughs> uh, a, a World Series championship, um, Heim Bloom is going to hear it, and, and rightfully so. Uh, not that his job is on the line, but it's just going to be really bad for him. Now yep. they made the playoffs. They they preserved their farm system and their picks and their plan for this year. Ooh. 
and they made the playoffs. Overachieved. Up and down year. Crazy year. Uh, now, both teams are going with their aces tomorrow. They want to win the game. They're not saying, oh, let's play because we want Chris Sale for the first round. Nope. Best on best. Both teams. Um, yeah, how'd that go last time for Evaldi? Not not well. I'll I know. Um, but I think it matters whether or not they win tomorrow. Some people say, hey, they made the playoffs. That's enough. It's it's a tough thing to make the playoffs in baseball. Them getting there this year uh, is, is good enough, given what we thought coming into the year. Um, I say no. Got to win the game. Have to win the game, especially against the Yankees. Um, how do you feel about it? I think both teams celebrating a play-in, getting to a play-in game, uh, which is not really a playoff series. It's a one and done with champagne and everything was absolutely ridiculous. I don't <laughs> understand that. Uh, but they both did it, so whatever. Uh, I will say I expect the Red Sox to win this game. But do I have faith that they will? Absolutely not. Because uh, it, you look at what happened last time of Aldi in a game where, oh, man, we, we can really take over here and get in front of the Yankees. Now, ultimately, they, they're here anyway. Uh, Voldy got crushed uh, last time they played. And Cole has been better as the season's gone on. And I believe, I want to say since the trade deadline, the Yankees are 6-0 and against the Red Sox. I, I think I have that right. Something like that. They've won the majority of the games anyway. Uh, so I have no faith that the Red Sox will win this game. And it being in Fenway does not make me think because last time it was in Fenway, the Yankees fans were here and it was like a home game for them. So hopefully the Red Sox fans show up and they win the game, but I, I don't have faith that they'll win it. On that note, uh, I agree. I have, unlike a Nick Folk field goal attempt where I do have faith, no faith. Uh, I haven't believed all year. And, and I've, I've watched, I've followed. At no point was I convinced with them um and that hasn't changed um and maybe i'll just dealt away i mean they're in but so we'll see what happens uh but that leads into the last little thing and the mlb they released their attendance numbers uh today uh will it be a sellout crowd at fenway <laughs> like you'd expect red sox yankees that better be a packed house for red sox fans but numbers down now it's crazy. 20 million people attended baseball games this year. Now, obviously, capacity limits for most of the places, so that has something to do with it. But it does continue a long trend of attendance declining, and once capacity limits were lifted and and everywhere, attendance numbers were still down for Major League Baseball. Do you think that that has to do with COVID still, people just not willing to go out and being uh, amongst the throng. The price of games or the product on the field or the product of being at a ballpark to see a baseball game. I think it's all three. I think it's a giant stew of suck. Um, a giant pile of stew. That's what I think. Of hot stew. I, I would say I agree it's all three. I think that those numbers are... A- bit misleading uh because technically numbers are up from 2020 uh (laughs) so yeah i think those numbers are a bit misleading but i i will say it's been trending downwards for a number of years now uh just based on 
I feel like average demographic of fans, um, it's like how many people under 55 are watching baseball nine innings a night? Guarantee you nobody. Um, well, I guess I can't say nobody, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the product, at least down the stretch, has been good, but this is what baseball is to me, and I feel like this is the most to most young people. There's a handful that love baseball. For me, it's like, okay, I'm going to pay attention at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and the playoffs. Uh, like, this was exciting down the stretch here. If you're a Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays, all these teams were in it, Mariners. Um, but the product's just not that exciting. Uh, like, overall, it's just not that exciting. You know, I, I can't sit there and watch 162, nine innings a night, three and a half, four hours a game. So that I believe is something uh, prices for sure. I mean, and then the, and then the COVID aspect. There's still people that don't want to go into large crowds like that, uh, albeit outside and and you know everything else. But I just think baseball is just not as popular as, especially football is back now, and and you know it's just not up there with those those sports anymore. It's kind of number four if you want to talk about the big four. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it's a multifaceted problem. <laughs> Product is tough to watch at home and in the stadium. So stadiums are having problems. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the viewership numbers are uh, when all that stuff eventually comes out. Like, I'll be honest. If if, if you're asking me if I'm going to watch an out-of-town baseball playoff game or I'm going to watch a regular season Bruins or Celtics game, I'm going to p- choose Bruins or Celtics. Well, that's also a perpetual, I mean, uh, forever, that's a problem with the Boston market. It's a huge market. The problem is when Boston teams aren't in something, people don't watch. Like, yeah. when it comes to playoff time, if the Bruins are in it, we're watching and we're watching other games because we're watching the other teams. We're just like, feed. as soon as the Bruins lose, it's like, hockey season's over. <laughs> for most people. Yeah, see, for, for me, I can watch it all day. And I feel like hockey and basketball... There's some more buzz in the sport. The sport well, is yeah. more exciting, right? Um, but take that, and uh, it, it's extrapolated out even farther with baseball. I mean, you're going to watch exactly. it. But if the Red Sox aren't good or they aren't in it, or as soon as they're eliminated, nobody's watching. I and mean, I hate that, to say it, I think the Red Sox are number four in this town now. Uh, you know, it's got to be Patriots, obviously, still number one. Then you can flip-flop Bruins, Celtics, however you want, and then it's Red Sox. I just think they're number four now. And that and that goes along with the sport. I think the sport is number four. I just uh, and, I really and, do. And, there, and there's a gap. There, yeah. I, I think there's a gap between a large gap. three yeah. and four. Um, last thing. Uh, this is a question from Pete and Gansett. Uh, Brady, no picks, but no touchdowns either last night. Is last night's game film a must-watch for the rest of the NFC coaches absolutely i mean you got to see now i think a lot of things here's the thing will other teams have the same i mean you can look at it and say well what do the patriots do chris collinsworth alluded to it hey the patriots are playing a different coverage with different personnel in a different look on almost every single play in every single situation. And they were doing stuff in the second half that they didn't even show in the first half. That's how you bother Tom. Now, I think Tom was also bothered by the environment. Coming back and a little bit of the emotion of it. In the beginning, he was missing throws. There were throws there that he was missing. Then he, then there was times where I thought the Patriots were disguising stuff. It was a back and forth. That was the chess match we were all looking for. 
I don't know if any other teams can necessarily replicate that because they're not going to have the institutional knowledge that the Patriots do um, and that Bill Belichick has. So you can look at it and say, oh, you got to switch up your coverages. Yeah, well, duh, but like, which coverages bother Tom the most? What types of little intricate looks about things about, well, you know, you want to, you don't want to play cover two, make it look like a cover four, blah, 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 blah. But those guys might know, hey, I can bait Tom by standing here because he might, I know, he knows our defense and that I, if I stand here, he might think, there's so much more of that extra stuff that other teams aren't going to be able to have to know that they won't know. Um, I think it's kind of obvious that you want to play and switch in disguise and, hey, only rush four. I mean, that's kind of been the only way to beat Tom anyway is to get home with four guys and play good coverage, man-to-man coverage. Um, yeah, and there were plays to be there. I think, look, you look at the numbers, it's not like flashy, but Antonio Brown should have caught a touchdown. Mike Evans had a touchdown if he caught the ball and walked in. Uh, so there were touchdowns to be had there. I think the Patriots overall kept, you know, five, six defensive backs on the field. And I think the MO, the book out on Tom is you get those guys in mixed match coverages, show blitz back out of it. Uh, and you just mix and match. And and you get them by making sure you can cover and you get home with three three to four. I think the, the, the book is already out on that. So I don't think last night really proves anything. I mean, the, the, the Patriots know Tom better than anybody, any other yeah. team just based on he's been here for 20 years, and now he's yeah. you know on the other side. Yeah, I, listen, there's a blueprint in there. I just think it's in a language that other teams won't be able to read. <laughs> like, we, you don't know, and it's not that Bill's going to tell you. Now the player's going to tell you. And that's and literally he, just because they can't read. <laughs> All yeah. the other coaches are just dumb. It's true. I mean, half the league wouldn't even know, know what to do uh, with the game plan if they were handed it. Um, I just think you wouldn't be able to ferret out what is like you know something that you can't ever you can't pull apart hey did tom not see this because they disguised the coverage well or was he overthinking what he thought he saw because it's the patriots you'll never know and so you might look at it and say oh the way they played this cover too you know that could be a way to get at tom uh and then he'll come out against whoever uh the dolphins and they could try and run the exact same thing but he's not going to be worried about oh you know, hey, Devin's standing there. I know of things about Devin that, you know, I wouldn't normally say, but I can no, he's gonna not even worry about any of that extra stuff. So Yeah. It is and it isn't. Which is kinda how we've given a lot of answers tonight about last night's game. Uh but surprise, surprise, I feel good about it and uh I don't know. Do you feel good, Christian? Do you feel good? Uh, I feel good about Mac Jones, but I don't feel good about one and three. So, like, I think I, I want them to win games when Mac Jones is playing well. That's the whole point of the roster around him, uh, or it was at the beginning of the season. So, you know, long term, I think you have a quarterback. Short term, I think you have a quarterback who can play and win games, but you got to win the games. I mean, this is, I mean, you're really one and three now, and you still got Dallas, Buffalo twice, Chargers, Carolina. All those teams are proving to be decent competition. So, they, they have to start stringing some games together that they actually win when the quarterback plays well. Short-term, long-term, the offensive line needs to get way better. Well, because yeah. short-term, I think you can you could win games this year with the quarterback you have. In long-term, you found a quarterback. Don't break him. So figure out the offensive line. That's the number one priority. 
I don't know what their options are. If they have to go out and get people, what trade things look, you know, what possibilities there could be to really shore it up this 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 year. Um, yeah. Aside from just straight up playing better. Um, let's check the uh, the email. Reach us anytime. The three sixty sports show at gmail dot com. Uh, we appreciate you. Well, you're 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 cutting out there big time. Oh, am I? You're losing me. Yeah, yeah you sound like you're ET. Phone home. Uh, got a question on the on the email side. Uh, you know, Brady didn't throw any touchdowns last night. Can teams uh, use that game plan? Uh, and so we've kind of answered that as well. Uh, so that is gonna do it for us here tonight. Thank you to everybody who joined in along with us here on the live edition of the show every Monday. At 7.30 p.m., we are live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Uh, actually, no more Periscope. Periscope is gone under, so we're just on Twitter Live. Um, and no Facebook tonight either because uh, Facebook crashed. Um, whatever happened there. World there. is ending. <laughs> no. Honestly, I, if, I think it's back now. If Facebook went away, I think I actually might feel happier about our prospects as a society. Um, but anyway, yeah. while it exists, we'll be live there. Uh, so th- thank you for those who tune into the live show. While it's down, go convince your uncle to get vaccinated. I saw someone say that. <laughs> so a- we appreciate you. So thank you for joining and listening with here tonight. I'm Andrew Pizzelli. He's Christian Lauber, and we'll talk to you all next week. See yeah. ya.